lovely, it's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Big Kid Problems. So we often have topics that can be very deep on this show. (laughs) Sometimes it's thought provoking. It makes us feel different things about our lives, but it's equally just as important to have a sense of humor about what we're all going through. I mean, when it gets really heavy or it gets really deep, like sometimes you just need to have a good laugh. I don't know, put on a movie that makes you crack up or go out with your friends that that have you laughing in stitches all the time. Um, because laughter is so healing and we have to find the humor in this incredibly powerful transformative time that we all signed up for or made it here in some way, shape or form to go through right now. Um, And it's intense. It is intense right now. It's been intense for the latter part of 2023. Um, Maybe you guys are all feeling that. And so I wanted to have Sarah on the show because she has a really wonderful, unique way of finding humor in all of the steps and stages and things that we go through in life. Um, Sarah grew an audience of over a one and a half million Instagram followers by bringing humor and relatable content to everyday struggles with a mission to help her followers embrace their imperfections and laugh through the hard times and live their best kid lives. Sarah has turned big kid problems into a relatable and infectious brand. But her adulting content took a turn when Sarah became a new mom. Enter the next era of big kid problems, bottle service, (laughs) a new kind of pregnancy and motherhood podcast from recounting her ultimate C-section recovery guide to being open about her failing her breastfeeding journey. Bottle service by big kid problems is here to open up a new motherhood conversation. This like made me smile because there were so many times when I had Jameson, like in the early days where I was like, yo, nobody, (laughs) nobody told me these things. Like, you know, everybody talks about how beautiful it is to become a mother and it is right. It's the most amazing heart expanding experience. But there are some very real things you go through, whether it's like in childbirth or being pregnant or after you have your babies that like, I was like, yeah, we need a coffee table book or a podcast works about the real deal about these things. I was so jaded. I'm like, why don't people tell you some of the stuff that you're going to experience? Because ultimately you feel alone. You feel alone when people do not let you in on the secret. It can, it's so easy, right? In every different way to look at other people's journey and be like, why are they so Instagram perfect? And like, they're just like, oh yes, everything's amazing. And then you're over there like just not sleeping and like going through all of the hormone fluctuations. And I mean, having all these things. So I was like, man, Darren, when I was going through this, I'm like, people should like write a book about the real deal about this. 
And I think people don't talk about the real deal or like call it the, you know, the things that are unexpected in new parenthood because they don't want to deter somebody from, you know, having a family or, or if they choose to do that. But like, I don't think it would deter people. It would just prepare people. Like everything in life has like these really glorious, like light sides. And then sometimes these shadow sides are these like deep things we're going to work through. So I just think it's so fun that Sarah has been willing to share, you know, her journey to motherhood. And even prior to that, like meeting her husband and all these different big things that we can go through in life, like relationships and, you know, big life transitions and have a sense of humor about it, but also tell the truth. That's good, right? Telling the truth is always, always good. So with no further ado, um, Sarah, please help me welcome her to the show. Sarah, this one's going to be fun. I'm excited you're with us today. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to have this conversation because I think your Instagram is hilarious and it's, we're just talking about being an adult, adulting, big kid problems. Like, and I know, I think you started it right when you were in college. Yeah. Right. When I was getting ready to graduate. So it's been a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so take us back to that time, because I mean, I reflect on that time in my life. I think it's one of the most confusing times you can be in when you are leaving school, whether it's like completing high school and you're not going to college or completing college. It's kind of like, what do I do now? Cause your whole life you're going, okay, I'm in fifth grade. I'm going to sixth grade. You know, you always know, like there's this next step. And then all of a sudden it feels like they kind of just kick you out in life and you're supposed to like figure out how to be an adult. But I don't know about you, but I did not feel like an adult at all at like 21. I was just like, I'm supposed to go. Yeah, I don't really feel like an adult now. And I'm like in my mid 30s. So I I know, I know. It's such a crazy time. So so talk to us about like how that all began. Yeah. So I was, you know, senior year getting ready to graduate, basically everything you said. I mean, feeling like, how are they kicking me out into the real world? I don't know how any of this works. I feel like I was very unprepared going into the real world. Um, even I feel, I feel like it's so weird. Like you turn 18 and they're like, pick a major, pick what you want to do the rest of your life. And you're like, what? So I, you know, I had majored in like something random in college. I get to the point like halfway through my college career where I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I was planning on going to law school. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So then I really didn't know what I was going to do. I'm getting ready to graduate. And, you know, I just kind of like turned to social media to start making jokes about this really confusing time and feeling like I was still a kid. Like I was like, how, you know, I don't know how a mortgage works. I don't know what a 401k is like, what, what is happening here? So, um, at the time, this is back in 2011 before Instagram was even a thing. I just was on Twitter. That was like the thing back when I was in college. So I just started making these jokes about, uh, not wanting to be an adult and on Twitter. And funny enough, it kind of started getting popular around my college campus. I think like word got out that this, this mystery account was run by somebody at our school. 
And it was just so much fun for me seeing like those numbers increase, seeing it start to get a following. I had just started it for fun. And um, I, once I graduated, I just kept doing it. You know, I moved to New York city. I was a total fish out of water, um, you know, trying to figure out how to get my first job. I was so incredibly broke living in New York, surviving off $1 pizza slices, you know, just trying to like make it in the world. So I kept doing this account, kept the jokes rolling and it kind of became like, a little bit of like free therapy for me because I was like joking about all the hard stuff with life and then it really resonated with people and um, I just have kept doing it for a really long time so all throughout my entire 20s I moved it to Instagram when Instagram came out and that's really when um, I started getting a more of a following but it's just been really fun because it's kind of followed me through life like it started in my early 20s figuring out my career it's followed me through my dating life you know like going on a hundred it hitched hinge hinge dates, um, trying to find uh, my person going through getting in, you know, moving in with my boyfriend, getting engaged, getting married, and now most recently having a baby. So it's really fun. And a lot of people who have followed me for a long time, they've kind of grown up with me and, um, it's been so much, it's been a blast. It's so cool. And it's such, I mean, at every step and stage of our life, there are just things that are hilarious. Like I remember when I had my son, I was like, we need to make a coffee table book like myself and my girlfriends about what it's really like to have a child because people don't want to tell you, especially like, I feel like parents and grandparents are just like, Oh, it's such a beautiful time. It's so great. And then like, after it was all like, I had my son and I was like three five to five months into it. I was like, no, people need to know like the real deal about this experience. It is beautiful. It is wonderful, but there, there's some like real things that, I was completely unprepared for because like nobody told me and I'm looking at people who have had kids and I'm like, and they, and it's funny when you go back to people and you're like, Hey, why didn't you like share this part? And they were like, Oh, because it's just like, you just have to experience it. And it's like, really? I'm like, I'm the type of person I'm like, it would have been better if you just told me, right. Then I could like mentally prepare myself for that and not just be like, what? you know, um, but I think that that's where the humor comes in because I think there's so many surprises, like, like you said, you know, whether you're going through like the dating process or whether you're, you know, going through getting engaged or getting married. I mean, if you have like a wedding, I mean, planning a wedding is a whole like thing in and of itself. Show. Yeah. yeah, it is a shit show. It really is. My husband and I, it's so funny. We, um, we had our honeymoon in Bora Bora and we stayed at this beautiful hotel and it, they had the most charming little chapel there. Like there was a little stream in front of it and it had like a big wall of windows, but it was tiny. Like maybe 10 people would fit in there. Just a couple little pews and like, you know, the front. And we were walking back from the gym to our room and we're like, this is where we should have gotten married by ourselves. <laughs> like, I was like, we could have taken all the money from the wedding and just spent like a month here and just gotten married in this cute little chapel by ourselves in our bathing suits. Like if we had a do-over, that's what we do. Oh, my husband and I had several of, the, of those conversations too, where we like started doing the math and really adding up everything. And <laughs> yeah. we're like, what else could we have done with this money? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's the whole crazy. wedding process is nuts. And we, I was actually a COVID bride. So I, I got the joy of planning two weddings. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So you had yeah. like a small wedding during COVID and then after the fact had a bigger wedding? No, I was planning my like normal sized wedding when COVID happened. And we were one of those, we were like a July, 2020 
uh, original date. And so we were waiting, waiting. We're like, this thing, they say it's going to be gone in two weeks. Uh, they say it's going to be gone in two months. And then like, you know, we hit May of 2020. We're like, we're going to need to cancel this thing and start over. So yeah. that's what we did. It was like such a stressful, crazy time. And that you're, you're right. That's one of those things too. Like it looks so good on paper. Or you see all these movies about getting married and think about what that experience is supposed to look like. And the reality is very, very different. And um, that's my bread and butter. Like that's kind of, I love taking those things in life. These like my, these milestones, these big transitional moments in life and just making jokes about them because it makes it, it makes it easier to swallow. Then we can live through these things. No, it's funny. It's like, you know, when you think about like, certainly on this show, we talk a lot about like the dark and light, right? Like everything has like, you know, these really beautiful light aspects to it. And then there's like, you know, the shadow side of it or the dark side of it. And like, I think all the things we go through, like, especially moving into adulthood, just is like nuanced with both of those things. So there's going to be, you know, things where you're just like total facepalm about like, why, why am I even doing this? But then on the other hand, it's like amazing too, right? And so you're having this simultaneous experience of like, <laughs> there's some real things like we can laugh at and we have to laugh at to get through them. And then there's like some things that are really beautiful about this moment. And I think sometimes we can get into this thinking where we think it's supposed to all be light, right? Like it's like mm -hmm. a situation either going to be totally awful or it's going to be totally great. And as I like, go through life. I mean, I've been an adult for a while now and I still don't feel like an adult, right? I still <laughs> scroll, I'm scrolling through Instagram and they're like, things for helping your eyesight. Like all these like weird older person things. I'm like, this is like, I am not, I'm not there yet. Right. Like, I'm like, why? I'm like, need to talk to the ad department, right? The ads are giving me, but it's like, it's just a funny, you know, it's funny to go through these stages of life and just realize like, like, we have to have a sense of humor and we have to like approach it understanding that it carries a bit of both. For sure. And it's so much easier to reflect on it once it's behind you, right? You know, like you look back at all these things and you're like, oh, I see the silver lining here. And that's what's been so fun about my account because I've kind of documented my whole life, like making jokes of these. So I can look back on big kid problems from like my early 20s and be like, oh, <laughs> I remember feeling this way and this is what I could have done about it. That's actually why I, I, um, I started my original podcast, Big Kid Problems, the Big Kid Problems podcast, because I wanted to take like these jokes, these like, you know, crazy things I was making fun of, like these transitions in life and then like offer a little bit of wisdom as my like older self kind of looking back. So it's, so what is what is your older self wisdom compared to like when you look back at like your younger self? What are some of the things that you have evolved to come to know? Oh man, I mean there's there's so many things. I mean, I think in my early 20s you try and force so many things, you know, you kind of you feel this pressure in society, you want to be at a certain place at a certain time. I remember coming up to my 30s and being like, you know, I'm not married, I don't have kids, I don't have a house, I live in an apartment, like thinking that I needed to hit these certain milestones and worrying like, oh god, I need to start having babies soon because like my, you know, that's what I, that's what they tell you, you know, you, and you, you do have this biological clock ticking and it can be alarming. It can be really scary um, at certain points in life when you feel like you're just haven't figured it out yet. Um, but one of the things I've realized is you kind of never have it figured out. And it's funny, like I've been running this account and, and people at all ages can relate to this stuff because I think you, I always thought like I would feel like a, a big kid 
coming out of college, but it turns out people feel this way their whole lives. Like even my dad, who's in his sixties is like, I have big kid problems. Like <laughs> you just never really figure it out. And you just kind of do your best and you go through life and you take things one thing at a time, one step, one foot in front of the other. And you go from there and, and certain decisions aren't permanent. You can always kind of pivot through life, which is really cool. Um, there's, you know, seasons of life. That's another big thing I've learned in my older age is that when things feel icky or terrible, it's, it's, it's a period of time. It's not, it's not permanent. Um, which I think is something I definitely felt in my twenties. Oh God, if I don't have my career figured out, I'm never going to have it figured out. You know, I'm never going to get to where I need to be. And, um, never is not a, a, a word I really use anymore because anything's possible and, you know, you can kind of grow and evolve. Yeah, it's so true. And it's great that you, you know, have these conversations with your dad as well. And it's funny, like, I think when I had my son, I, it was like the first time I realized like, oh, the people that raised me didn't know what they were doing either. Right. Like, cause I think when you're a kid, you think that your parents know, right. You think they know best and you, you look up to them and you go, okay, they have it figured out. Even if they're completely dysfunctional, like you don't know any different when you're young. And so it's just like, oh, this is the way it is. You know, my parents are, this is the way life is. This is the way the whole situation is going to be. Um, and it's, and not probably until you have kids that you start going, oh, they didn't, they didn't know either. And they were just trying to figure it out and they were just learning and, and, you know, bumbling through life and, and you start to have a different like vantage point on that rather than holding them up as like, oh, they know you start to see them as people, not just parents. Yeah, we're all kind of just winging it. It is interesting, though, I feel like to be a parent at this time, because I wonder if our generation is one of the first like that is actually really looking at parenting and looking at like generational um, drama and and things that have kind of passed in through families and kind of putting a stop to that. Like, I think we have much more of an awareness than maybe our parents did around mental health, around um, generational curses and trauma and everything like that. And I feel like um, I've looked back at my own family and been like, oh, these are things that I definitely want to do differently as a mom. And um, I just, I feel like I have an approach to motherhood that was like very different than my parents yeah. or even my grandparents. Yeah, same, same. And I think, you know, I think that's just higher awareness too, like being able to not just replicate where you came from, but to be able to understand it a little bit more. And I think a lot of times, I don't know why, but I think in older generations, there wasn't the time or the space or the consciousness to like mm -hmm. evaluate yourself where you came from, like things of that nature. I feel like, you know, it's interesting because you know, talking about like, I don't have a house yet. I don't have this. I want my career set. Like I, feel, I look at other generations, like several generations back and, you know, everybody could buy a house pretty much. It was really accessible and people like, you know, got married younger, I think for the most part and like started having a family younger and they stayed at their jobs. Like you got a job, let's say you got a job at General Motors. You're there like your whole career. Like that wasn't weird or different. And you'd be there your whole career until you get like a retirement. And so it's just different. You know, I think there's a lot more space for us, like mental space and time um, coming out of, you know, high school and college and starting your life than there was in that era. 
And, you know, think about if, like how different your life would be if you started your family super young, like you met someone, you got married, you started super young and you're just like in that, right? Like raising kids and, and working, you know, nine to five, like at a location, you know, so many people work from home these days and do all kinds of alternative schedules that allow us like more time for just lots of other things or to even just think. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us like look at our the generation behind us and we're like, wait, they did all the things, they had the kids, they had the house, they had the job, but like they still weren't happy. Um, and I think there's there's been just a shift, at least I think in our in our generation, we're like, you know, we maybe we don't want that. Maybe we want to see what is actually gonna fulfill us in a different way. Um, and I I mean, I look back at my parents' generation, like it was very common, like there's you know, they said 50% of marriages ended in divorce. And it's I think, at least for me, I I looked back and I I I remember in my early 20s especially because I was so broke. My like number one goal was just to like make a certain amount of money. I'm like, if I can just make a certain amount of money, like a lot of my problems won't even be a problem. It won't be an issue. And I, you know, got a job that got me there. And I remember getting, you know, like one of my first big paychecks and being like, okay, now what, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And you kind of you kind of have a moment of actually maybe this isn't everything. Maybe what society is telling us is the most important things aren't. And um, we now it's like less it, it's more common for people to have different types of living situations, um, work remotely, not work at a company for the same company for twenty years, but maybe do gigs. Like I I kind of I mean I'm like kind of like a solopreneur. Like I have this Instagram account and make money in a couple different random ways that. 10 years ago didn't exist. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of an interesting time to be, you know, an adult and kind of paving our own ways. Yeah. And writing your own story. Like, you know, there's a lot more flexibility to do that. Funny story. Same as what you're saying. I, I got a job and I started making a lot of money. And at the time when I was young, I was making more money than my circle of friends like at the time, and I bought this like really nice car and I lived in an apartment, like exactly the kind of apartment that I wanted. And I remember like buying clothes. I, I bought so many, you know, I was buying clothes like all the time. Right. I mean, it's like it could have been investing, but I was buying clothes and, um, and because that was important then. So I, I remember going and buying like three of the same dress in different colors. And like, just cause I wanted the option of like what to wear, you know, one night out, and the two other colors that I didn't select sat in my closet and they still had tags on them and stuff. So I had, you know, and it, everything's like crammed into the closet. You know, you barely have room for anything. And I pulled up in my car and I ran in my apartment. Like I can, you know how you can snapshot a moment? Like I can visualize this like it was yesterday. And I was looking at those dresses, like with those tags hanging on them. And I'm like, I thought that all of this like was going to make me happy, right? And I just in that moment, I was like, this isn't it. And then I was like, wow, we chase this. Like people chase this in various ways, whether it's like the house or the thing or whatever. And, and it was like my first glimpse, it was in my young twenties of like, oh, but if it's not this, what is it? Right. And ultimately like the answer to that question is different for everybody. And I think if we take like a higher consciousness journey, we get to discover that what is it? What is it that's going to mm -hmm. actually, you know, make me want to get up every day and like enjoy my life and find pleasure in it? And it's like, it's not something that anyone I think outside of you can define because it's different from person to person. But if you kind of take it on as like 
cool. I want to, you know, I want to figure that thing out for me or those things or that way of living, then it kind of makes it fun. And that has, for me personally, like evolved over the years. You know, I've gotten yeah. tired of certain things and been like, oh, this isn't, you know, this was it for a period of time. And now this isn't it anymore for me. And there's something else. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you what your thing is. Cause I remember mine specifically after, after that period of time where I started making the money that I had dreamed of my whole life. Um, I realized my thing was freedom. I'm like, I, my highest value is like having freedom. And that means like not having to go into an office at eight o'clock in the morning till, you know, the sun's down at night and working around the clock and like always checking in. Like I want to travel. I want to, you know, have a flexible schedule, all of that. I remember that was like one of those big life like moments that I figured that out. I think it's like so good when people figure out what actually they, what they actually value. It, it, It can help a lot. What was yours? No, it is. It's so good. Definitely. I'm the same. Like I can't be pinned down like to something. So it's like when, if, if I feel like there's like a heavy roof on my head, like I don't feel like I can function. Right. Like I feel like I'm being controlled or something and I can't function and, at my best. One thing I learned about myself is like, I'm really good. Like, it's very funny. Cause I think when you look at like a business structure, there's all kinds of different minds and capabilities that contribute to a business structure, right? Like you have a finance department and you wouldn't want them necessarily doing sales and you have salespeople and those are different personalities. And like, so I think of it from that standpoint is that there's all these different energies that make, you know, a whole operate. And one of the things that I learned early on is like, I'm very good at coming into situations. Like I enjoy this. This is what like, you know, we have those little things that get us high, right? Like, like I love this, right? Um, I love coming into situations and like transforming them, getting them operating and then leaving. Like I'm not the person mm-hmm. to maintain a system, right? Like that to me, like drives me crazy. Like to do the, you know what I mean? To create, but the funniest thing is like my husband is like, he doesn't want like, he calls it the harder work. He doesn't want to come in and change everything around and transform it. That's exhausting to him. He's just like, let me maintain. Right. And he's so good at maintaining the system. So it's in our relationship, it's like perfect, right? Like I will bring something new to the table. I'm like, let's do it like this. Let's transform this. And then he's like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And then he maintains it. And so even earlier on in my twenties, like I just realized like that is what my strong suit is. So whether I'm remodeling a building, whether I'm, you know, changing someone's life, like through the work that I do, like, it's that thing that like lights me up inside, like being able to say, to look at something and say, I think it could be like this, right? Or I think, I think we could evolve this in this way. And like having that vision for it, and then being able to guide that evolution, whether it's in the physical, or whether it's emotional, or whether it's in someone's life, and getting and solidifying the new, and then like setting it free. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, like now. So it was, it took me uh, maybe five years, like after I got out of school to realize that because I actually was in a situation where I was supposed to maintain something. Right. And it was, I was like literally freaking out. Like I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I was like, this is so, it felt so rote. And I felt like I was like withering. (laughs) You know, it was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. So, So over the course of my life, there's been a lot of like building and creating things and then either, you know, selling them 
giving them away in different, you know, different capacities, whether it's in my personal life or my business life. Um, but I think you bring up a great point because we have to discover these things about ourselves to be, to really feel like, I, I don't want to, it's not financial success. It's su success, like life success. Like this is mm -hmm. why I'm here. This is my like seed of contribution. You know what I mean? That I can give. Um, and I think going in pursuit of like, even just asking yourself that question, like, like for you being free is your contribution, right? Your humor is your contribution. And when we ask ourselves those bigger questions, like what is my, you know, thing that I love that lights me up inside? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talk to like a lot of people in their twenties who feel pretty lost and are, you know, having those quote unquote, big kid problems. Yeah. And my whole thing is I'm like, you do a little life audit, you know, like maybe you're not where you're at right now, but you can take stock of like what in your life you really, really like what you enjoy. And then maybe some things that you don't want to do anymore. You know, it took me to hop into a across a couple careers to realize like there was things that I thought I thought on paper that I was good at, or like, you know, was good would be good to do and realize after doing them you know after a period of time being like i don't ever want to do that again <laughs> like i used to be in sales so i used to you know i was actually really good at sales i would show up and like be besties with the person i was selling to and like really raised up and raised up levels in my company pretty quickly doing sales but i was like you know what i hate it <laughs> so sometimes like you know, be what you're good at, you know, you want to look at what you're good at, but then what you actually like to do and whatever yes. those things intersect, like that's where the magic happens. Totally. That's so, it's so true. You can be great at something and, but not enjoy it. And I think like people have to give themselves the space to try different things. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of fear of like failure, but I think, you know, whether something quote unquote doesn't work out or fails or whatever, it's, that's not the important part. It's just like the discovery process and the getting to know who you are. Like sometimes it's more powerful to figure out what you don't like, you know, than it is to like figure out what you do like, because if you know you tried something and you don't like it, you're like, oh, okay, done. Like never have to look at yeah. that again, not even an option. <laughs> not One step closer to figuring out what you do like. Exactly, exactly. And I know you have, you mentioned your first podcast, but I know you have a new podcast, Bottle Service. What was the yes. inspiration for that? Yeah. So when I, I mean, I've kind of been talking about life transitions this whole time from my twenties to my thirties. And once I got married, I knew me and my husband were going to start trying for a baby. I was like, I, I want to almost create like a completely separate place where I can talk about all things pregnancy, because I know that that's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be a huge part of life. It's going to take up a lot of my time. And I didn't want to just like flood my Instagram platform with all motherhood stuff, because I know, you know, a lot of people follow me who it's not relevant to. So I wanted to create a separate space just to talk all things pregnancy. Um, I'm one of those weirdos. I had one of my best friends um, got pregnant a, a couple years ago and like in instead of adding her husband to her app that tracked her pregnancy, she added me because I'm a total nerd. And I loved like every week I was always so excited when it was like Wednesdays when her new like week started and I could be like, Oh, your baby's the size of a blueberry. And this is what's happening. He's growing fingernails or whatever it was. So I wanted to take that kind of model and have a weekly show all about, you know, what's happening to your body, what's happening to your baby, but also infuse my personal experience, make it funny and entertaining. Um, 
and that was kind of the idea for that show. So I was like, the day I got, the day I saw my positive pregnancy test is the day I started recording that show. And it follows me. It does. I do all 40 weeks of pregnancy, um, with that. And what I didn't know when I started that show was just how hard pregnancy was. I was like, why did I start this whole new project for myself? Like (laughs) during a time when I'm going to be so exhausted, so sick, um, all the things I had no idea, but I committed to it. And I think it's actually kind of fun to look back on. And and I think women who are also going through pregnancy listen to it and it is real like there are some weeks I am recording from my bathroom floor just so ill and I think people appreciate it because pregnancy is one of those things that I think society paints this beautiful lovely picture and it's such a magical time and it's so fun and you have a cute bump and you're glowing everyone tells you you're glowing when you're pregnant and that was not my experience and I know that's not the experience of a lot of women so this podcast is a place that is like very real very authentic and um women can kind of go through pregnancy with a person because that's also it's also kind of this thing that you you go through alone you're you're hitting all of these milestones your body's doing all of these changes week by week and unless somebody you have a friend that's pregnant at the exact same time as you it 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 can be a little isolating so that's what the idea for the show was. And, um, it's been so much fun. I was originally just going to do the 40 weeks of pregnancy and then hang it up and be like, it's here for anybody who wants it. Whenever you're pregnant, you're, you find out about it when you're like 20 weeks, you can go and find week 20 and just start from there. Uh, but I got such a great response and, and I've had so many women reach out to me that, that it helped them through pregnancy. Once I got post-pregnancy and started and, and, uh, you know, went through my own postpartum experience. I was like, you know what, I have to come back for a season two and do a whole postpartum season. So that's what I'm in now. I've been doing a bunch of postpartum episodes and kind of sharing the reality of that experience because that's another one that people don't really prepare you for. And it's been a lot of fun. I bring in a lot of experts, um, a lot of people who know a lot more than me on this stuff. And we just have some really honest, open conversations. So that's bottle service with big kid problems. If anybody is out there who is pregnant or postpartum or knows somebody who's pregnant or postpartum, definitely check it out. I love that. I think, and it is, it can be lonely because, you know, chances are that people aren't around you in your circle pregnant at the exact same time. And I remember that experience as well. And then I remember needing a lot of support, like after my baby was born, like just, in every different way, you know, it's kind of like you're in this interesting like time capsule and you look back on it and you're like, it goes really quick when you look back. But when you're in it, like I remember some of the first days, you know, at home, they're long days and you're tired and you're not sleeping and like, you know, you're trying to figure it all out. I mean, I remember being like completely like consumed by like, was my baby eating enough and getting enough, you know, milk and like, and that was my whole life, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, for this period of time, you're just like, and I found the other day, I was going through my files, and I found like, baby, like feeding logs and stuff. And I remember I was like, meticulous with that. I was like, writing down everything, you know, tracking everything. So like, so worried about that. And, and now from my perspective, you know, 10 and a half years later, like it went by in the flash, but when you're in it, it doesn't yeah, no. go that way, right? It's like the days are long and you're tired and you know what I mean? And you need a lot of support. So I think it's amazing that you kind of 
are the sister going through it with anyone who listens, right? Like, here's my friend yeah. that's talking about all the things and bringing some humor to the situation because I think that's important. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, <laughs> I remember just so many tears like at that time. And and I remember I had a lactation consultant come to my house and I was so tired that I literally fell asleep and didn't even hear the doorbell. And she's like <laughs> calling me and calling me. And like, finally, I like get the phone number and I literally like open the door crying. I was like, thank you for calling me. I was waking me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like wanted to hug her. Like yeah. I was like, come in. <laughs> I was like, you know, um, and it was, it was a lot. It was, it was challenging. I mean, I don't know, you know, everyone has their own unique experience. Like I would say to myself, maybe other people like had an easier time of it. But I feel like it's probably, you know, some level of challenging for everybody in different ways. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny because you're not the only person to say that. Like looking back years later, you're like, oh, that was that was a breeze. But when you're in it, it is it is all encompassing. It takes over your life. I mean, I'm coming out of a year I'm past a year now after having my baby, I'm still exhausted. You know, I still feel like I'm in postpartum. I'm still, you know, have a learning curve, like learning how to take care of this little baby. And I mean, there's so many things that happen in postpartum that really nobody prepares you for. And I think a lot of us go through it and you have these feelings of like, is this normal? Should I be feeling this way? Does anybody else feel this? Like there's, it, it's not all butterflies and rainbows. And um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 crazy time I, i'd say it's probably of all the transitions that i've covered you know and the all the content i've created in the last 10 years this has been the craziest this has definitely been the hardest I, it, it 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 covers everything in your life like physical mental emotional um it's a lot it's a lot but it's wow. it's also i mean there's so much good there's so many good things too I, i'd say postpartum that's what one, of, one of the weird things too is like there's such a mix of emotions. Like, I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever done. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I just need a break. No, I don't want to break. I don't want to miss a second with this baby. You know, like, it's just like, yeah. there's so many like conflicting things that go on and you're left kind of just exhausted and wondering, I mean, at least for me at the end of this year, like, how did I just do that? <laughs> how did I survive? Um, but yeah, we all do. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should really like give ourselves some love for that because I think, you know, there are many times like in the journey where I was like at the brink, right? I'm like just so tired and so worn out. And you're like, how am I going to do it? But one day leads into the next and you do. And, yes. and you do, you know, and as like your baby starts, you know, to get a little bit more like where you're not worried they're going to fall down every second and worried, you know, chasing them around. Um, it does get easier and easier. You know what I mean? In that sense, like it's, I think in, when I reflect just my own personal journey, like the first kind of three, you know, ish years are tough. They're tough. Like it's a lot of, you know, cause you're really keeping this little human alive and don't want them to put their hand in the fire or fall down the stairs or all the things. And even my husband and I, like he, he was such a hands-on dad too. Like, it's like you develop like some sort of, I don't know, like most like a PTSD, like where you can't like, 
you know what I mean? It's like, you just think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You're constantly looking for like where the danger is, right? Or how they're going to get themselves in trouble. And like, it's hard to calm that reflex down after it's not needed anymore. Like my husband and I talked about it quite a bit. We're like, oh, we don't have to worry. He's five. He's okay on the stairs, right? Uh, but, but it's hard to come off of that because you're so geared up. Like, I was going to say, I am like in the middle of the fall down phase right now. Like we, I'd say like the first 10 months were glorious. Cause like he was just this little blob that was yes. so sweet and precious giggling, like couldn't really get into trouble. And now the kid just started walking at, at 12 months and is now running and his feet can't keep up with his brain. And he's falling all the time. There's like a new injury every day. And it is so tiring. I'm like, Oh my God. So yeah. that, at least that makes me happy to hear like that doesn't last forever. Cause right yeah. now it feels like it's going to last forever. Totally. And it will feel that way, but like it doesn't. And, and then you'll like, my husband and I literally were sobbing when we got rid of my son's crib. Like my husband's taking apart the crib and he's getting like his big boy bed. And like, I look over at my husband and he's got tears coming down his face. I'm like, I go, I know. And then I start crying and he and I are crying and we're hugging. And Jameson, our son is just like so excited to get his race car bed that he's getting. He's like, race car bed. And we're over there like, <laughs> like I can't do this. But it was like, you know, it's all of these steps and stages where it's like, in one hand, you're like, oh, good. He can like fend for himself, you know, more and more. And then you're also like devastated by that. You know what I mean? And that's that like both sides of the coin. Um, but at every step and stage of his growth, like we have gotten so emotional about it. And it's like, and you really do like, even though you're in it and you need the humor and you need the, you know, the support, like it's, you know, it's beautiful moments. Like you will look back on the heart of it and the good of it and like love both of those things, you know, as, as you can look in hindsight, but when you're in it, I'm just sending you so much love and support because it's, you know what I mean? It's tiring. It's tiring. And it's like, you can't like sit down to do something or read a book because like the child's going to take off. So it's like constantly being like on duty. Yeah. Reading a book. What's that like? Yeah. I know. I know. I'm like, movies went out the window, like books went out the window, like none of that. It's so true. It's so true. But it is, I mean, kind of back to what we were saying earlier about like realizing their seasons of life. I mean, having a baby has showed me that tenfold because you look at them, they change so much. So every single phase comes with its like hard part and you know beautiful parts you know like there before he could walk and I had to carry him around everywhere yeah it was tiring but I also loved it he was like on me all the time and you just you kind of develop this appreciation for how the temporariness is a temporariness a word <laughs> I think you should make it one if it's not okay, yeah like, it is I mean it's constant yeah. change, constant change. And just like not to get to, you know, run down or if things are hard or if things are particularly easy, just like it, you don't get too caught up in the, in what's happening because it, things are always changing. And at least that that's changed my perspective on a lot of things and how I, I look at a lot of things in my life. It's just, you know, these, this, we're all just, we're all just in a temporary little phase and we need to enjoy them and, you know, look at the good and whatever we're facing right now. And yeah, that's, I feel like that's kind of how we get through our big kid problems is just realizing that it's just a season and that to find the good, the good and, and all of that.
Yeah, it's so true. And I just want to say there's probably so many people that reach out to you from like what you shared, right? Just bringing people into your life and into a sense of humor about life. But there's probably many, many more that have never reached out to you that still read your content and take in, you know, the humor and that it kind of makes their day or makes them laugh. And that's just such an awesome contribution. Like, I think doing something like you've done and sharing your life is just cool in the sense that like, yeah, you build a community of people that you might get to know, but there's like even a bigger world out there of people that just giggle to themselves, right? Or think, yep, that's me, or I get it, that you might never interact with. And I just think that's the specialness of like what you've done over, you know, over these 10 years and what you've created. And you should just feel, you know, really happy for that contribution that you've made. And like, you know, wake up every day feeling like, huh, I'm giving a piece of, you know, a piece of humor and a piece of life to people, whether I ever know them or not. And that's just cool. Oh, thank you. I love looking at at it that way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think sometimes we don't realize like how we impact people. We don't, it doesn't always come back, right? Like you don't always know. Um, But I just think it's really special. And like, you know, you should feel super proud of that. And I just feel like there's probably, I just feel the energy of a very big group of people that read your content and get something out of it. And, you know, that you might not even ever interact with, or they might never even like a post or make a comment or anything, but, but that they're there and like, it's just cool and continue, you know, continue to share all the goodness. I mean, I think being a hand to hold when people are going through these big transitions, like motherhood is just awesome. Cause I think we need more of that. And, you know, there's a reason that we used to raise families in villages, right? Cause it really does take a group of people or a support system to, you know, raise children. And even if it looks a little bit different these days, it can be through, Hey, I pop on this podcast and I just feel better. Right. I just feel like my girl is with me. She understands she's been through this and she's, you know, sharing her heart. And that's, you know, that's important for people. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make, you know, give out some giggles, make things in life a little bit easier than they need to be and just have some fun. I think there's like a lot of negativity out in the world and like in the news and even on social media, you flip through sometimes and you can kind of get like bummed out. And I just, I'm here for the giggles, here for the giggles. (laughs) And um, yeah, I hope people, people enjoy it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. And um, this will be super fun to share with our audience. I'm excited to do that. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great day. You too. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at the Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Mm-hmm.